0: so hello everybody welcome to the podcast the clueless doctor and as always this is a Sankova chakma so in this episode i will be talking about pulse so i think all of us when we we probably have some idea about pulse like you know when we go to the doctor what does what does the doctor do the doctor looks for the pulse you know yeah the doctor will probably feel for the blood vessel, for the artery on your forearm, and will will get important will will get important information out of it, the rate on the pulse, the rhythm, and all that stuff. So yeah, that is pulse. Okay, you know I mean when when when, when we feel an artery when we feel an artery, we feel the the thrust. You know, we, we feel the thrust through the artery, so that's the pulse. Like if we like if you put your fingers on, on your on your forearm, you know? Just say close to your wrist. In medical terms I'd be saying, um on the medials, I don't know. Yeah, on your forearm. Okay, so yeah, you get the idea. Um, yeah, so that's pulse, all right? And why does and and what is the mechanism what is the basis of pulse why, why do we feel the pulse in the blood vessels in the arteries the reason behind that is that when the heart pumps you know the left ventricle which is the which is the main pumping component of the heart so it, it pushes a lot of blood into the aorta very suddenly so due to this there is the there is the occurrence of a pressure wave and this pressure wave spreads through the aorta to the to you know to the other to the sucks to the succeeding arteries and 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 like that throughout the peripheral arteries in the body so that pressure wave leads to these distensions of the blood vessel wall and that we can feel as as pulse here now this pressure wave as a, as the name suggests is a wave all right and so it has got different components there is the upstroke so initially the the pulse the the intensity of the pulse is going to increase all right then that's when the blood is being pushed into into the artery into the blood vessel and then suddenly, and then there's a downstroke the pressure or the intensity reduces okay so now now this now, now the different parts of the pulse wave they they convey different information so the initial upstroke that tells us about the how much of blood is flowing to the artery, and, um, and and I guess you know how how compliant the artery wall is, and the downstroke tells us about the diastolic blood pressure. I think, yeah. So yeah, pulse is related to pulse pressure. So I think when there is like a widened pulse pressure, we feel a pulse in a different way compared to when there is, a, I don't know, there there is a less pulse pressure. Yeah. So, why do we look for pulse? Yeah, now now that we know that pulse is important, what do we look for? So we can look for pulse in the radial artery. Okay, we can look we can we can look for it in the ul- ulnar artery as well, the brachial artery, then on the carotid, and um, you know, pe- peripherally in the femoral artery, subclavian artery, popliteal, dorsalis pedis, and the posterior tibial artery. Now, if these names you know seem a bit kind of too technical or or unfamiliar well that's okay because if you're not from if you're not from a medical background you don't you don't really um know these names know these blood vessels so so what, what i just said is that we, we have to look for the pulse not just in the radial artery the radial artery is the normal area you know the usual area where we look for the Pulse, like when when you go to the doctor, the doctor takes your hand and looks and looks for the pulse on your hand. So that's the radial radial artery. But you also look for the pulse in other different areas, like on the, you know. I I guess on the around the elbow, on the brachial artery, in the neck, in the carotid artery, and then around the, you know, around the um, pelvic area. Not not pelvic. I mean, uh, uh, what do I even call it? Yeah, you know near the um yeah near near the yeah i suppose i suppose they call it the pelvic area right you know the area near the balls for men yeah that's the yeah so there, there we can feel the femoral artery and um we can also feel the popliteal artery you know behind behind the knees and the, and the posterior tibial artery uh around the foot okay the the dorsalis pedis artery is on the surface of the f- is on the upper surface of the fi- of the feet yeah so it's important to it's, it's important to note the pulse not just in the radial artery but also in other areas in fact <coughs> these different positions they, they tell us different things about the pulse you know about the pulse like for example to to, to know the rate and rhythm per, um, the radial artery and the brachial artery are good places to see But if you want to know the pressure wave, we have to look at the carotid artery because like, because as the pressure wave flows through the peripheral arteries, it kind of gets distorted. So the the only way to sort of like assess the, you know, pulse wave like more accurately is in the carotid artery because this is a relatively large artery and closer to the heart. Yeah, so yeah and and if you want to and also if you want to know if we want to know the condition of the arterial wall we have to look for it in the brachial artery and then um femoral artery pulse pulse is important for for assessment in septic shock okay yeah and i guess dorsalis pedis and posterior tibial artery they are good for assessing any peripheral arterial disease okay so when we You know, so when we look for pulse, there are certain characteristics we're looking for. We we just don't kind of put your hand and just kind of measure the rate. Of course, we do that. But except the rate, (coughs) which which normally is 60 to 100, so less than 60 is bradycardia, more than 100 is tachycardia, all right? Causes of tachycardia are, are, are various. They can be normal or abnormal. Say, for example, when we exercise, you know, heart rate increases, And I suppose in pregnancy as well, heart rate increases fever is another cause of, you know, is another normal cause of tachycardia. Then, of course, there are other um, abnormal causes, okay. Similarly, bradycardia, you know, there are, again, normal and physiological and pathological causes, physiological causes, that, that is, normal causes include, say, um say 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 an athlete okay because athletes they have very very you know well-developed functioning hearts very muscular hearts so they, they don't have to beat their hearts that much so the heart rate is reduced all right so yeah and of course brady can be reduced in say in I, I i suppose when the body temperature goes down yeah yeah so we have so we have to know the we have to know the rate of the pulse if it is within normal range or if it is high or too low then we have to note for the rhythm so normally the pulse you know is has a regular rhythm however it changes a little bit with with respiration during respiration the the heart rate might increase a bit okay and this and um, and the mechanism for this is well um i don't know i mean i'm i'm I'm, I'm a bit confused about it but yeah there's a there's something to do with thoracic pressure okay and um and venous pooling and all that stuff so yeah so normally the heart rate um it changes a little bit with respiration it increases slightly in inspiration and this normal response can be you know very much like um, very much, like, it can be exaggerated, which is called pulsus paradoxes, okay, so that happens, like I said, when there is venous pooling, when the the venous blood of the lower, of the extremities, they, they cannot, they can, you know, they, they cannot pump it back to the heart, all right, so in that kind of a situation, we might find pulsus paradoxes, okay, and then, um, what else, so, yeah, so the rhythm. So sometimes the pulse can, in, in, in some abnormal conditions, you see the pulse can be uh, abnormal in rhythm. So it could be irregular. And again, I- irregular pulse could be regularly irregular or irregularly r- irregular. So regularly irregular pulse um, <coughs> happens in some kind of hard blocks, okay? Like, I suppose, like, type 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 1, ty- type 1 Mobitz hard block. So it can happen there, okay, and irregularly irregular um, rhythm happens in atrial fibrillation, a condition in which the atrium they, they beat very chaotically, so as a result the heart the heart rate is you know sometimes high, sometimes low you know uh, you know it 's very very like it, it comes on and off so it 's very chaotic it's very irregular in rhythm, and also I suppose in other conditions like um I don't know some other conditions. All right, it can be irregularly irregular, but mainly atrial fibrillation. So that's the that's for the rhythm, and then we also look for the you know intensity. So <clears throat> normally you see um, we we feel the pulse pretty well. Okay, we can feel that normal intensity, so we can feel that intensity. But in some cases the pulse can be weak. Okay, so and um and and actually there's a way to grade intensity so it, it goes all the way from 0 to plus 4 0 is when we don't feel any pulse okay and plus 1 is and one plus is when we we feel a pulse but it's kind of weak okay and 2 plus is somewhere intensity is somewhere more than 1 plus and 3 plus is the normal you know intensity on the pulse and 4 plus is when the pulse is beating very very with, with a lot of intensity very bounding pulse we call it so wh- when can we get a very low intensity pulse or which we can also call a hypokinetic pulse we can get that in say when there is less blood you know when when there is say uh, i suppose you know the heart cannot pump blood enough or probably when you know like um there's, there's so much of blood loss there's shock so we might feel in there all right and um and also in some conditions it can the pulse can be very very rebounding okay so we, we can find that in in conditions like say <clears throat> you know fever and hyper hyper thyr- thyrodism exercise a- anemia I- in any condition in which you know the heart the hardest to pump more blood you know much much more much more strongly so w- we are going to get a bounding pulse and we also get that in water in in aortic regurgitation okay to to assess aortic regurgitation we we can do another test which is called the water hammer pulse in in which we in which we put our put our hands on the you know arm you know we feel the radial pulse and then we and then we abruptly raise the hand uh, raise raise the arms above the head and 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 we will find a very a very rapid thrust of the pulse. So, in in water hammer pulse, what happens is that you see the the upstroke of the pulse wave is very very is very very rapid and and high, and the, and the downstroke is very and and the downstroke is rather slow so this is so water hammer pulse is usually seen in in aortic regurgitation but it can also be seen in other causes in which the heart is to pump more like i said in, in anemia toxic causes fever and also pregnancy all right and um yeah and also in some other conditions of the heart like aortic regurgitation and also other congenital heart diseases and and other conditions all right absolutely so that's for the i think intensity and then we have to look for the arterial wall quality so usually it's it's supposed to be elastic and soft but sometimes due to you know old age or atherosclerosis, there might be some black formation in the arteries so the condition of the arterial wall is not going to be normal it's going to be hard and thick all right so so wait so so this is something that you know it, it, i think how how do we know by just you know feeling the by just palpating the artery that the Condition of the arterial wall is bad. Well, it takes practice. Okay It it takes a lot of clinical expertise and it and this clinical expertise grows over time as we see more patients So this is something that we don't really know right away. Yeah, and then we also look for symmetry So sometimes you see the pulse on the left on the left side could be on one side could be more or less than the other side It normally should be the same. Okay, say suppose if say I suppose if pulse on the left, on the left radial artery is more than on the right so that signifies some kind of disease that might signify peripheral arterial disease maybe there's something wrong with one part of the, with one side of the you know, with with, with, with one side, okay? so yeah, so symmetry is something that you look for and yeah, speaking of how many fingers do we use to, to, to say to um to assess the pulse we use three fingers okay and and each of these three fingers they have their roles i am a bit not clear about the roles of the individual fingers but we we have to use three fingers when we are when we are assessing the radial pulse but for the other pulses say for the carotid i mean we usually ma- we usually just use a thumb and also to to, to measure the brachial artery, we, we use a thumb to measure the pulse to, to see the populi- to feel the popliteal pulse we we have another a different method, you know, considering the location of the popliteal artery, so, yeah, um, we kind of wrap our fingers behind the, behind the knee, okay, and for the posterior tibial and dorsalis pedis, we use the thumb, so that's how we do it, and, um, yeah, and, um, you see, um, you know, humans, as humans, we're not perfect, and, 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 and as such, you know, uh, with 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 more advancement in technology more and more doc- more 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 and more doctors they are relying on I- imaging imaging tests tests and all that stuff to you know to to find out if to find out to find out if someone has a disease or not so the same goes for pul- pulse okay now it takes a lot of practice okay we have to we have to examine like hundreds of patients to to be to be experts in in really noting all the characteristics of pulse <coughs> But yeah, sometimes we have to know it, okay? So sometimes when we are not sure if, if, you know, if our assessment of the pulse is accurate or not, then we can do some imaging tests. We can do Doppler ultrasonography and arteriography, or I think um, some uh, you know, arteriography, all that stuff. So they, so, so they can tell us in, in much more accuracy about the pulse, all right? And um, yeah, and also um, seeing the measuring the pulses or feeling the pulse is very, very, relevant very important in the setting of you know cpr resuscitation so it's so it is believed that say, you know some of the pulses they they kind of indicate the blood pressure so the so the so the pulses in the extremities and the lower extremities and the femoral pulse and the other pulses they they have a, they have a much higher threshold for say say blood pressure so for for example the blood pressure falls below 80 okay we cannot feel the pulse in the lower extremities so say in an emergency situation say during resuscitation if we cannot measure the blood pressure like you know like 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 at the moment then we can then by feeling the pulse in the lower extremities we can we can we can have an idea of the blood pressure so if we don't feel the blood pressure in the lower extremities that means that the that means that the blood pressure the systolic blood pressure is less than 80 and so the arteries closer to the heart say the carotid they have a much lower threshold so the the carotid artery can can pulsate even at much lower systolic blood pressures at 60 millimeter of mercury yeah so yeah so i think that's about pulse pressure i mean I could be talking more and more about it, there are different kinds of abnormal pulses as well, pulses, bispharians, bifid, which I think occurs in healthy re- regurgitation, and then there there is, um, you know, pulses alternates, which happens, say, when the pulse, you know, kind of changes from time to time, there is pulses paradoxus, which I talked about, then there is pulses tardus, okay, then pulses... Um, <coughs> yeah and also pulse can be diacrotic or anachrotic, so yeah quite a lot of things all right so yeah but in short i've already talked for 18 minutes and um i think i have covered quite a few aspects of pulse so that's about pulse and um i hope this episode was useful and you you got something out of it so thanks for listening to my episode thanks for listening to this podcast thank you very much for your support and i'll see you next time bye bye